Alright, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow trash talkers. Whatever time you're tuning in, I'm glad to have you on board. You're listening to Trash Talk with D Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork, and it is Monday, the 20th of November, and this is NBA episode 6 for the season. What a great start to the season it's been for a few of our West Coast teams who we are going to hit on in our best of the best for the week. We're also going to take out some trash, and there has been plenty of that, as always. we got a few more questions that have uh, slid into our DMs. At Trash Talk with Dbork is your best bet for that on Instagram. I appreciate you guys sending those through. And we'll run through some some of our results for our best bets. We're unfortunately not going to have any best bets for tomorrow as of yet. But as always, keep an eye out on socials for that on Instagram and TikTok. All right. So why don't we start with our best of the best for the week? How can we not start with the OKC Thunder? What a week the boys had. This is one of the best young teams going around in the NBA, and they are going to be around for a very long time. Granted, they can keep all their boys. 4-0 week for OKC with wins at Phoenix, 111-99, then went into San Antonio and absolutely destroyed them. 123-87. to then they went on the road twice to Golden State. The first time was without Draymond and Steph. They they took care of business there, 128 to 109. But Steph was back in the next one. Still won that in overtime, 130 to 123. Two huge games in that one from OKC with Shea Kilchis Alexander. Uh, we've mentioned him a lot on this show for someone who has the potential to to win MVP or at the very least scoring title. He went off for 47 and six on the evening, but the biggest of the lot was Chet Holmgren, who is making his case for that Rookie of the Year award. I think everyone just thinks it's going to be Wemby, but Chet's not going away, and he is giving this team a huge chance to make, not only in the NBA playoffs, but make some noise in the NBA playoffs. He had 36-10-5 against Golden State in that second game, as well as an enormous game-tying three to get that, get that thing into overtime and and win that contest on the road against a Golden State team who really rarely loses at home. But we'll hit on them a little bit later. They are not in our best of the best, that's for sure. They could be in the trash. <laughs> they've, had a, they've had a rough run of late. But yeah, OKC okay, so have been they've been enormous. They really have. I think they're still trying to figure a few things out with Shea and, and Josh Giddy. Like they had a, they, I'll be honest with you, they, they looked a lot better last season, the two of them. But... If this team is going to succeed at the end of the day, it is going to have to be Shea's, Shea's team to run. I would love to see Josh control a bit more of the pill. As we know, he's he's better on the ball as an as an off-the-ball guard. But at the end of the day, a very successful week for OKC. They are now 8-4 and four on the season. And they're every chance of potentially winning that division. I know it's tough. You know, they're with Denver. They're with... Minnesota, sorry, my apologies, they're 9-4 and four on the season. Uh, very tough division with those two big dogs. But if you're, a, if you're a top seed, I wouldn't want to be facing this OKC team if they don't manage to win that division. They're, they're just they're fearless. They really are. They're young. They don't care. I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, their run will eventually come. I think their run is now. It is. Shea, Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, Chet Holmgren, they're a very, very good team. They can put some points on the board, but as well as that, they can also guard. 
They can. They're a very, very good defensive team. Exciting team to watch. And, yeah, they are, one, they are one to look out for. So a huge week for OKC there. Another team that's very exciting to watch and one that I rate extremely highly this season are the Sacramento Kings. And they went 3-0 and for the week as well. A victory against Cleveland at home in Darian Fox's comeback game, 132-120. to Then went into LA. They hadn't won a game on the road this season. They were on three going into that, and the Lakers also hadn't lost at home, but they didn't care. 125 to 110 on that evening. And then they traveled to San Antonio, started extremely poorly there on ESPN in the in-season tournament. Didn't matter, 129 to 124 Sacramento. They are a completely different team with Darian Fox. They really are. Their ceiling is incredibly high. I think a lot of people thought that last season was a bit of a fluke and kind of put a line through this team. I completely disagree. They held on to just about everyone from their team last season. Pretty much everyone. They didn't lose anyone of value, I guess. And Fox and Sabonis have just gone to another level. They look they look incredible. They really do. Super, super impressed with this team. I think they're a big runner to win that division. Especially when you look at the likes of the Lakers who have you know, a couple of their guys, let's be honest, LeBron and AD, who will sit from time to time a lot given their age and, I guess, kind of preserving themselves for that playoff run. Granted, they get there. You've got Phoenix, who have their injury problems of their own at the moment. Then you've got Golden State, who are sliding big time. I'll probably eventually get it right, but still another aging team who will look to sit guys. And then the Clippers. I mean, we'll mention the Clippers in a bit. But they're, they're, they're another team that's, you know, aging and, and, again, love to kind of sit, guys. So they, they're they a team that'd be like, all right, we might make the play in and, and we'll be fine with that like once as long as we're healthy. But this Sacramento team will make a huge push to, once again, win the division because they'll want that home playoff series. They really do. Light that beam, get it going again, and they want to do things different this time round. They, they mean, they lost, they lost their last playoff series against Golden State in Game 7, heartbreaking fashion, you know, cop 50 from Steph, it is what it is, but give me this team over that Golden State team this season, because it's one of those, you know, we had to lose one to win one kind of thing, and yeah, I, I do think they are going to make a run in the West this season for sure, 100%. Big week for Sacramento, big season, big, big stretch coming up as well, and I think they're, yeah, they're they're the goods as long as they're healthy with Fox and Sabonis for sure. We'll go out east. We'll go out east and uh, a team or player, I guess, that was in the trash just a couple of weeks ago, the New York Knicks. Big, big week for them, 4-1. and one. They took care of business against teams I guess they should be taking care of business against. Played Charlotte at home, 129-107. Went on the road to Boston. Pretty disappointing in that one. They lost RJ Barrett to a migraine. He's been out for the last few I lost that 114 to, to 98. Went into Atlanta. I got a big win there against a team. They're probably competing for, I guess, a bottom half playoff spot. 116 to 114. Went into Washington. They are abysmal. 120 to 99. <laughs> and then took care of business at Charlotte, 122 to 108. So they're beating teams they should be beating, but it's still a very good week for a team who was struggling a bit to start this season. Jalen Brunson on the season, averaging 24.2, 3 .3 and 5.1. He is a he is a guy for them. Definitely is their best player. I think probably going in last season and this season, a lot of people, you know, 
circled Julius Randle as being the guy, but it's definitely Jalen for sure. And I think they're just missing... They're still missing probably a two-guard that can really take them over. They really are. Because Brunson needs some help outside of a very inconsistent Julius Randle. But he had himself a week. On the week, he averaged 24 points, 7.4 rebounds, and wait for it, 6.6 assists. He's distributing well, playing extremely well at that high post as a, as a distributor. Got to give it to Julius. He heard that he was in the trash. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's got to have the trash. And, uh, and the, Knicks, the Knicks are winning some games. And the NBA is at its best when the New York Knicks are flying. We need them to be good. We need them in playoff basketball because the garden is is awesome to watch when, when those home fans are thriving. So great week for the Knicks. And they also have a big runner off the bench for the Sixth Man of the Year award with Emmanuel Quickly. He's given them some great punch. Great energy. DiVincenzo, who's been you know, starting some games, sitting, sitting on the pine, I think he'll be perfect to have riding with quickly once RJ Barrett does come back. Josh Hart, you know, they're, they're very interchangeable in terms of this next team of who they can start and who they can bring off the bench. But they've got a lot of energy guys and guys that, let's be honest, Knicks fans love. They love that kind of heart energy. Pardon the pun there, Josh Hart. But, yeah, they're... I still think they're a playoff team. They're a bottom four playoff team. But the NBA needs the Knicks to be good. So I'd still watch out for this team to potentially make a move and get in the running. But, you know, Zach Levine could be a shout. Who knows? It's a name that's popping up everywhere because the Bulls aren't winning many games. So uh, I think a lot of teams are going to be interested in him. And I'd, I'd have a look at the Knicks to, to potentially be one of them. I would. That is the best of the best for this week. Why don't we give the garbage man a call? Because it's about time that we take out the trash. Yep, we got some bad, bad teams in the trash this week. Well, one bad and one who's probably not supposed to be all that bad, but they have been of late. Let's start with the worst of the worst, Washington. Boy, oh boy. 0-4 week. They're 2-10 on the season. We always knew they were going to be bad. Let's be real. Everyone knew Washington were going to be horrific this year. But there was one guy on the list, and probably one that was circled to win the most improved award for the season, Jordan Poole. He has been incredibly poor. He's only averaging 15.5 points a night, 2.5 rebounds, and 3.7 assists. That's not enough for a team that you have a fluorescent green light for. He's he's not shooting the ball well. You know, you got Kyle Kuzma averaging 23.5 a, a night. They're, they're the only two weapons that realistically Washington do have. And when those two are bringing up less than, you know, 40 a night, that is totally not good enough. It's not. Those two guys need more. They need to push those you know, averages to at least 50 combined. It's really, really not good enough on that point because once you eventually do get moved to a better team I think Kuzma is a piece that could potentially go to one if Washington feel the need to move him on but he needs to be yeah those numbers need to be up Jordan Poole needs a stretch that he's averaging you know close to 25 a night I feel like he he'll feel like you know the handcuffs were, were taken off him you know leaving Golden State 
and to only come into the first, you know, 12 games of the season averaging, you know, 15 and a half points, you know, he was averaging more in Golden State. <laughs> I understand he's probably getting, you know, the best of the best every night in terms of on the on the defensive side of the ball, where he, you know, had Steph and Clay to kind of focus on. But at the end of the day, this is your this is your one chance to shine, and you are not doing that right now in Washington. They are well and truly lined up to get that number one pick, which could be Alexander Saar, who's playing out in the NBL at the moment, but that's another story in itself. They they play home and away this week to the Bucks as well, who have seemingly got it together over the last week as well. So you got to think we'll be penciling in another two losses for this Washington team, so they could be heavily featured in our trash segment a lot. But maybe some Wizards fans are happy because they probably want the one pick. But... Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna need a little bit more out of those two guys to at least compete because right now it is ugly, ugly times in the Washington district. Speaking of ugly, I'm gonna talk ugly scenes here. Draymond Green for that, you know, scuffle that went down in the Golden State Minnesota matchup, he is kidding himself. Enough is enough. This is a guy who, you know, kicks guys in the groin for fun, then puts Rudy Gobert in a chokehold. Like, mate, you can push him, you can push Rudy away from the pole, whatever, out of the scuffle. You don't need to put him in a chokehold. And for them to only suspend him five games, this thuggery just needs to stop. It's not enough to only suspend this guy five games for a serial offender. That's not safe. It's really not. You know, he was third or fourth man into that to that scuffle how many how many times is this guy going to do something to only get a minimum you know five games John Morant obviously in the offseason got suspended for you know 25 for flashing his gun which let's be honest he's a, he's a role model so that's a bad play by him but at the end of the day Draymond Green is doing worse things on the court and not getting enough time on the sidelines for what he's actually doing and we'll hit on Draymond a little bit later because there has been has been a question about the grey man in our socials for the week but while we're on the topic of Golden State, why don't we hit on Clay Thompson? Because he has also been absolute garbage to start the season. He really has. In their last six, which Golden State have lost six straight, they were eight and two. <laughs> They're six and eight now. Clay Thompson. <laughs> Clay Thompson's only averaged 11 points per game over the last six, shooting just over 30% and just over 28% from three. This is one of the greatest shooters of all time, and he is in some kind of funk. On the season, he's only averaging 14. And if Steph Curry is missing time, Clay Thompson needs to be that other splash brother who is hitting shots, and he is not right now. He's not. And it's he- he's in a heavy decline right now, and probably has been for a couple of years now. He's had the odd breakout game where everyone's like, oh, Clay's back. I don't get me wrong, I loved watching Clay in his prime, I really did, but he has been awful of late, and I, I, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if a, if a move is potentially made, it, I don't know, would it enrage some Golden State fans that they, they make you know a move for Clay and separate the Splash Brothers, do they want him retired, you know, for good, the three of those guys all together, I don't know, but... If you're going to succeed, I can't see this team winning a title with Clay Thompson in this lineup. I'd, I'd look for a move to be made. I honestly would. At the end of the day, the NBA's a business. He's still going to have his jersey retired you know, in Golden State. But yeah, there's a move that 
potentially is going to be made, and I feel like Clay could be the one before his, I don't know, before his stock is just completely dead. Because it's a, it's definitely not on the rise. So he is in the trash this week. Speaking of bad, the San Antonio Spurs went 0-4 for the week. As we mentioned before, against they, you know, they played Sacramento and got off to about 20, I think, in the first quarter and Sack didn't even blink. Similar to, I guess, our chats, what we've had in our NFL pod about bad teams being on prime time, I get everyone was very, very excited to you know see Wemby, and Wemby's, you know, he's great to watch or whatever. But let's relax on the prime time spot, slot for the Spurs. Just get them off our screens. We don't, we don't need to see them anymore. They're, they're a terrible, terrible, terrible basketball team. They're young. Give them time away from the spotlight to get it together a little bit. You know, put them on in a month or two. Let's see what they're doing. But we don't need to see them every single week. Their fans barely even showed up against Sacramento. If you tuned in there in the first quarter, the you know half the lower bowl was empty for the end season tournament game. Maybe they've had enough as well. I don't know. Ticket prices are probably you know through the roof going to see Wemby play, but yeah, seriously. I don't need it anymore. I've had enough, to be honest. Anyway, that is our trash for the week. Why don't we check our DMs, socials, at Trash Talk with D-Ball. Keep sending those through. We appreciate the questions that have come through for this week. we got a few. So let's check on in at Tommy Mitchell 10 Big, big LeBron guy. Tommy, aren't you? <laughs> what are your thoughts on LeBron's incredible performance still at his age? Three letters come to mind, PEDs. <laughs> Nah, it's it's insane. And I'll be honest, I'll be the first one to put my hand up when, you know, LeBron did his whole um, going to Miami, you know, the decision, that garbage. That was awful. And I feel like uh, LeBron probably regrets that as well at the same time because, let's be real, how wasn't he going to win a title with the likes of Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh? You know, I get it, he won his first couple of rings there, but let's be real, his first ring that he realistically won was when he went back to Cleveland and got it done for the Cavs. I think that's when the majority of NBA fans got back around LeBron, not the bandwagon ones that, you know, jumped on board in Miami. The real NBA fans got around LeBron for winning that NBA title with Kyrie Irving for who they beat, given how good that Golden State team was that season, you know, the record-breaking team. But you look at what LeBron is doing now, in year 21, at the age of 38, averaging 25.5 points a game, 8.3 rebounds a game, and 6.3 assists a night. That is absurd. It is. Most guys that are in their prime now would love to have those numbers. They, they'd die for those numbers, and LeBron's doing that in year 21. And you got to think, like, how many more years has he got left in him? Like, he could, if he's doing this in year 21, like, I don't know, by year 23, when Bronny's potentially in the league... I mean, I hope he's healthy and whatnot, but LeBron could be averaging 25 and 5 in year 25. <laughs> I don't know how much longer he wants to go on for, but it's, it, it is super impressive to watch. He is carrying that Lakers unit when it should be Anthony Davis that's getting it done, but he's not because, you know, AD might play good one game and just take the next five off. It's all LeBron. He's going to need, you know, to take some nights off. And some of these other guys, your younger guys, like, you know, your Austin Reeves and your ADs and whatnot, they really need to step up 
when LeBron has an off night or takes a night off because what he's doing is it, it is phenomenal. It really is. He probably should make All-NBA again at this point this season with those numbers because they're better than some of the kids that are going around right now in the league. So, yeah, you got, you got to give it to him. You, sh- you do have to shake your head at some of these performances and just say, how? It's super impressive. It really is. So, yeah, I'll put my hand up. Say I hated him in Miami. You can't now. You've just got to, you know, appreciate greatness when it is there right in front of you, especially given we don't know how long we've got left of watching him. Thank you for your question, Tommy Boy. Let's go to at A underscore TJ24. Are the Clippers going to figure it out in time for the playoffs? Well, hang on. Before I answer this question, I'm just going to give him a round of applause. Well done. Well done, Clippers. You beat the high-flying Houston Rockets last second game-winning shot by James Harden. They got their first win of the season with James. They were 0-5 with him. They are now 1-5. Beat the Rockets by 6 the other night. It was a tied game, and James Harden hit a step-back 3 to win 106-100. to Is that the turning point that this Clippers team needs? I don't know. I, I, I still don't. I still don't love it. I don't. They've now moved Russell Westbrook to the bench, which could be a move that that works for this team. You know, Harden at 24-9-7 in that contest. Shot it extremely efficiently at 8 of 11 Russ had 8-3-2 and two off the bench, going 2 of 9, Normie Power 3 of 11. They're going to need someone to run that second unit, and you know it's probably going to have to be Russ. So I feel like this lineup could be the way to go going forward with Harden at the at the point, you know, Paul George, Terrence Mann, Kawhi, pretty much at the four with Zubac. So they're small, they are, but I feel like that's going to be the way going forward because... Terrence Mann is a guy that was mentioned a lot in that Philly deal, and they kept onto him for a reason. And I feel like it is to start at that three slash four spot, or potentially two. He needs to improve his shot. He needs a bit of something. He's not going to get a lot of opportunity to shoot the ball with the likes of Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi, but they're going to need him to hit shots if he is open to stretch the floor for these other guys. Now, are the Clippers going to get it in? You know, get it together in time for the playoffs? I don't know. I really don't. They're in such a tough division with Sack, the Lakers, Phoenix, and Golden State. They're, they're in a division of death, really. I think they're a playing team at best. I really do. Are they going to have enough talent to obviously win through to the playoffs from the playing spot? Yes, but do I see them getting it together completely and making a real run at this thing? No, I don't. Because I just think there's, there's far too much talent in the West for a team that needs about three other basketballs to go around in the one spot. There's just too many guys that need shots in that team. And it's it's a circus. It, it really is. But we'll see, if, we'll see if things change after their first win for the season. Well done. Well done, James. I've got an anonymous question for the week. I've seen this float around a lot on the internet as well, given the absolute shit show that has been the case with Draymond Green over the last week. Is Draymond Green a certified Hall of Famer? (laughs) It's going to be the most scrutinized Hall of Fame selection of all time, just given the team that he's in. But if you look at his accolades altogether, he's a four-time All-Star. He made All-NBA twice, second and third team, All-Defense for a record eight times, four times in the first and four times in the second. He's also an Olympic gold medalist, world championship. It's hard not to see Draymond in the Hall of Fame. Do I love it? No. 
it's because of the situation that he's in at Golden State, let's be honest. I mean, when you line up with Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson, you are that glue piece as a as a, you know, third man that holds holds the fort, really. If he was to be drafted by, I don't know, a Detroit back then, let's be real, Draymond probably he's probably out of the league by this point. But he's getting paid a lot of money to be playing in Golden State and keep that team together. He's a Hall of Fame grubbery, yes. <laughs> but he, he, at the end of the day, he's eventually going to be in the Hall of Fame, and there's every chance that the three of them may actually go into the Hall of Fame together. And it's probably going to be one of the most watched Hall of Fame speeches of all time, because as we know, Draymond's got a lot to say, and he's definitely going to say it. He won't. He won't be holding back. He won't be. So yeah, but he's a, he is a certified Hall of Famer, unfortunately. Why don't we run through some best bets and see if we can find Jerry? Show me the money! We did our best this past week. We absolutely did. If you're following the Lakers Sacramento game, Keegan Murray was our one loser in our same game parlay for that evening. Needed him to hit three plus threes, and he managed to shoot two from eight. Yikes. <laughs> that hurt. That hurt. We also had a parlay the day before that in-season tournament. Detroit with the plus four and a half against Atlanta into the over in the Dallas in the Dallas game. Detroit were down by four with four seconds left, and Kevin Knox decided to foul, as you do. So that cost them there with Cade Cunningham blocked at the rim. Finally, though, we did have a little bit of luck on Saturday with three players to score 15-plus with DeMontis Sabonis, Johnny Collins, who made two huge free throws late in that contest to salute there. So that was that was nice. That was very nice. And obviously, Franz Wagner as well, 15-plus points. So we won't have any best bets on this show for the NBA this week. But as always, keep an eye out on socials there for those. We'll probably go ahead and have something for tomorrow or our in-season tournament on Wednesday would probably be the best bet for that one as our first bet of the week for the NBA. So this as always has been a lot of fun. We've got a lot of teams, a lot of young teams that are rolling right now. We're going to keep an eye on OKC and Sacramento going forward because they are the teams to watch, I think, out west this season to go along with, you know, the likes of Denver and maybe even Minnesota because they've also had a very good week. Yeah, some some new teams. There's some new teams that are going to be competing with Denver. Maybe the likes of the Lakers, the Suns, the Clippers. They could all be gone. Golden State, I don't know. It's been a fun start of the season so far. But we'll talk all that and a whole lot more next week. As always, keep sliding into those DMs for questions ahead of next week's pod. This has been Trash Talk with d I'll see you all on Wednesday for our NFL pod. Enjoy your start to the week. <laughs>